Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. I am your host, CEO Hayes, and we have a great show planned for you guys this week. I know I say that every week, but one would like to think that every show is great. What's going on, people? If you want to follow me off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the podcast, you can do so at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us at. We have a guest that I have really uh, been waiting to work with. Uh, that is Courtney V from the Barbie Way podcast this week. Uh, we have a conversation about uh, we each brought questions that we feel the opposite sex isn't always honest about. So we ask each other that. We also talk about Malcolm and Marie and some of the themes that are in that movie, how narcissism affects relationships, trauma, all, the, all that good stuff in this week's episode. But before we get into all of that, we got to jump into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind, which we're going to do right after our intro music. I'll see you guys after that. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. All right, beautiful people, we're in my dark and twisted, crazy-ass mind, and this week, for once, it's not dark at all. So, I was left with thinking about something um, after last week's episode, which, shout out to Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast, who's my pod family, um, and we had a great episode, and the response to that has been amazing, and I love that people talk about our chemistry. I know I need to have her on more often. I'm going to aim to do that probably more this year for us to do something probably a couple more times this year, uh, again, as the content fits um but she said something in there and she talked about how um a man had said something to her about black women doing challenges and if they had focused on that and things like that right and so it got me to thinking like we always well i'm mixing a couple things in in this honestly is that on another episode of a different podcast to do the breaks radio um my boy marquee uh who's a co-host there had mentioned like this was a month or so ago he had talked about like when we say doing it for the culture what is the culture and like the culture can be looked at as a lot of different things. I think we all know that at this point, the culture could be, uh, and, and Denzel had like, there was like a clip where Denzel really explained the culture and he did it very well. Like it's, it's like shared experiences. It's knowing what it's like to be us. Like the culture is any and everything. And you know, there's different aspects of the culture, different generations within the culture. So when we say stuff of, of what we're doing for the culture, um, and I'll explain how that comes together with what Stephanie said last week. Um, but, when you think about it, when we're creating 
culture, when we're talking about the culture, black culture, um, it's it's really uh, I said before, it's our shared experiences, but it's us creating things that make us happy, us creating things that make us feel connected, us creating things that bring us together. We are such a divided people sometimes, uh, even though we're not a monolith. That's something that we're going to we support here and we keep we always talk about. But the fact is, is that when you talk about doing something for the culture, when you talk about the culture in general, um, it is the challenge. Us having challenges is a part of that. And when you look, I, I know that the, and the challenges, they turn into more. It's not just us. It's not just black people. But when you look at that, like that's the same thing as like how. You know, when when you hear the cha-cha slide, come on, when when everyone knows the electric, like we all have these things that are that are inherently in our culture. And it's it's things that bring about joy, things that bring about happiness, things that when we all get together and do them, we're doing them as a unit. The the challenges are the modern day example of that. So when you look at the don't rush challenge, if you when you look at the silhouette challenge, like as much as it's easy to look at those things and overlook them and think that this is just a social media fad, people are doing this for clout. It's really a new generation of us staying connected and having competitions and who did it better. And it's and it's so joyous. So when we talk about what is the culture, what is doing for the culture, how do we create the culture we create? We have such shared negative shared experiences in our DNA from what our ancestors went through, what our parents went through, what we still go through and 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 look at and see in media all the goddamn time. And that is, unfortunately, another side of the culture. But the part that I'm focusing on here is that when we tear down, and I've even said it, I've been one to say it on um, the Breaks Media, I mean, or the Breaks Radio, and talk about how, you know, people, a lot of people make music, and if you can get a TikTok challenge going off of it, then that's kind of people's goals now. It's not even about streams. Like, I've, I've said all this. But to take that out of it and just look at the cultural impact of it is when we create, or when these challenges are created, the Junebug Challenge, the Silhouette Challenge, whatever it is, when it is created and people partake and they have their enjoyment and they do it amongst their friends, they do it to start conversation. Like I get it. Some people do do it for 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 uh, intention. Some people do do it for clout. Whatever you want to look at it with. But at the same time, there that there's a, a part of that that we're building positive shared experiences where we're building positive memories where we're staying connected to one another in a way um that we just don't always get to get to have so yes when you talk about the culture when we're talking about what is it to create the culture when we're talking about what is it to experience the culture that is absolutely an aspect of it and i think we're we're doing ourselves a dis a disservice to act like it's not like everything in the culture can't just be can't just be the negative can't just be what we deal with with police can't just be um, us being being dealt with unjustly like yes that's a part of it but we're all searching for the thing as well that is going to be positive that brings a smile to our face that makes us happy that makes us like have fun with one another and just that just brings about positivity so yes I get it the 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 challenges are their thing right and and you know there it's something in it um but it's it's us creating a memory um and i think that's ultimately what it all stems from um so yeah that's that's just my opinion on it um it's something that's really been on my on my mind and my mind and heart and you know I, I try to try to think about things on a different level that's part of why i started this podcast and it really just to me um makes sense
So it is what it is. What do you guys think about that? Let me know. Do you think that like part of what makes these challenges and stuff so appealing, so much fun, so amazing is the fact that it's another shared experience between our people. I'll be happy to hear, glad to hear what you guys think about that. But uh, we got one more thing that I want to talk about um, in in this In the Mind of Hay segment. And so uh, Judas and the Black Messiah uh, came out, and I'm going to have a special episode that's going to drop sometime within the next few days where I'm just going to really be just talking about that film um, and it's going to be short one. It'll probably be like a 15, 20 minute episode or whatever. Um, may have a guest. I may not. Um, but if that movie doesn't do anything and we're not going to get into spoilers this year, but if it doesn't do anything else, but drill home the part, the point of it, it be your own people, right? It be your own people. Uh, we have such a, cra- a crab in the bucket mentality, cultural wise. And this goes back, I guess it kind of links into what I was talking about before. Like we want to sh- create and and have these good and joyful experience between one another but there is absolutely this of they're either trying to pull you back down um in the culture or people like you you can only ascend to a certain level with some people to some people's minds um and it just like for example i i'm in a filmmakers group and in that filmmakers group uh there's some ignorance that is spoken there's a lot of black beauty in there as well but um so they were talking about how uh, a lot of these uh, black actors now in Hollywood, uh, and Dameson Andrews was one that they mentioned. And, you know, I, I think he's going to be a, a super big star in this in this industry. But um, they were saying how that that they're British and they would like to see more roles go to American blacks. And I get it where they're getting from with that. But I think the thing is, and that's what it, it, it goes to that crab in the bucket mentality. It'd be your own people, because, listen, yes, they're British. And there was even some ignorant people saying that, you know, you can't be black and British, which and I asked the young man if he ever left out the country, and he said no. But that's a story for another day. Um, but when you look at the experience, I get it that there, uh, it's it. We live in America. We used we're used to dealing with American politics and issues or whatever. And you know when you see these black Brits come in and you, people look at it as they're stealing roles, and it's not. They're being cast by other by African American uh, directors and producers. They're being cast by because they have a great talent. But when we try to even separate, we separate ourselves by so much. We try to separate ourselves by color and try to separate ourselves by how we lived, how we grew up. We try to separate ourselves now by nationality. And we forget that their ancestors shared a lot of the same stories that our ancestors did. And we forget that. And then when we try to break that down and tear them apart because they were their black Brit- Brits, it's ridiculous to me. Um, so let's let go of that crab in the bucket mentality as best as we can. Let's love one another. Um, and, you know, it, 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 I, I get it to a degree. But at the same time, we, we, we're at a time in Hollywood now where there are so many prominent black faces that it shouldn't really matter. Uh, it, to me, at least my opinion, it shouldn't really matter as long as the, the right person is being cast because of their talent. Um, we need to see more black faces. We need to get more black stories told. And we are finally and to see, you know, people want to tear it down because they may have been born in Britain. It's just, it's mind boggling to me, but you know, that's our people. That's unfortunately what happens with us. Sometimes I love to see what you guys feel about it. Let me know what you guys think. Um, but that's it. That's it for the in the mind of Hayes segment. Not too long one. We got a great, a long recording with Courtney today. So I, I kept it pretty short. Like I say, be look on the lookout for that. Um, that special episode dropping about Judas and the black Messiah on top of that next week is episode 200 of the awakened soul. I can't believe in, 
a little under three and a half years, we have already gotten to 200 really it's over 200 episodes if you count the bonus episodes but of the numbered main episodes of the awakened soul we're at 200 next week when this one uh next a week after this episode drops um and it's been hell of a journey we'll talk all about it on episode 200 um it's just it's great it's it's great it's great I, i can't lie that i'm i'm super excited about episode 200 i'm excited that i've made it this far especially in the industry where a lot of podcasters really you, you know they drop off they fall off and you know hats off to them that you know i used to talk stuff or whatever but you know this is a hard industry to be in especially if it's something that you do at a certain level it takes so much energy and time and all that passion to put in it that it can be exhausting and can eventually fizzle out unfortunately but we'll talk about that next week when it's time um that's it for me i am ceo hayes uh and this has been the In the Mind of Hayes segment. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. You're going to hear an ad from another podcast. And on the other side of that, I'll catch you with Courtney V from the Barbie Way podcast. I'll see you guys there. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast. podcast. A weekly legal podcast. For the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We have a special guest. I told you guys last week, I even did a live stream on IG Live where I hyped this one. This is somebody who I've been waiting to work with. Perfect topic came up. So she's on from the Barbie Way podcast and Bad Bitch Studios. We got Courtney <laughs> in the building. What's going on, man? <laughs> that was a dope-ass introduction, like, period. <laughs> What's going on? Thanks for having me. Anytime, um, anytime. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we've talked about this. Like, I can't remember the first time we, I brought up asking you if you come on. But then, like, I'm somebody who I like. I, I like having guests, but I like having guests when I feel like the topic is going to be a really interesting conversation rather than just to have them. And, like, I've been, I told you, I think I tweeted you before. Yeah. Like, I have been trying to figure out the perfect topic for you, and it just can't all came together, so. See, listen, we about to get into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to get deep. But before we get into that, it's just because it's the first time you're on my podcast, we're going to get into your business a little bit first. So I like to ask every first-time guest a simple question. Who is Courtney V? Right. So Courtney V, oh, I wear many hats, I guess. I just uh, sum it up, creator, writer. Um, I'm also a student now. A podcaster, obviously, the Barbie Way podcast. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty versatile. I can't even give it to you one way. I just, I talk about anything. I can talk about anything. That's what's up. So what made, what, when you, 
started the Barbie Way podcast. How long did you think about think about starting a podcast before you finally did? Like what went into like deciding the name, all that good stuff. Give us a story. Well, in high school, I was always I obviously I'm a Nikki fan. If y'all don't know, I am a Nikki fan. Um, been a Nikki fan. So I think I, I used to say Courtney the Barbie. And it started off like that. And then that was what people was actually calling me, like, oh, Courtney the Barbie, or that's the Barb, that's the Barb. So I guess it just stuck with me. I like it. It's like my alter ego. If I'm feeling myself, I'm dressed up, feeling real cute. It's just like the Barbie way. So it just went. It just went. I guess it stuck, too. It definitely stuck. It's a dope name. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> Thank definitely you. a dope name. Uh, and, it's, and it's good that it's, like, reflective of you. Because, you know, a lot of people, like, pick names to podcasts, and it don't mean nothing. Like, just pick a name. So it's it's always good when you get something that means something to you so. exactly yes so we we've dealt 2020 was the year from hell for a lot of us uh a year where like especially for creatives I, f- I think like when you coop creatives up and tell them they can't go anywhere it limits a lot of people so like i feel like all of us as creators we learned something different about ourselves over the pandemic so what did you learn about yourself as a creative over over this time um the pandemic i guess i got I got a chance to be how creative I wanted to be. I don't feel like it was all bad. Like it was all bad, but like, you know, I didn't catch COVID. None of my family members had COVID. So I try not to bring it up so much of what was going on because I don't need none of that negativity in any way. This summer was very crazy. Like just from everything, the police brutality to everything in politics, it was just like, wow. It was crazy, wasn't it? So it it ended was, with the election yeah. from hell. Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, I just... It was just too much going on. So I just was like, I I have real bad anxiety on the election day because yeah. I thought we would know, like, the next day at least or the next day. So I'm like, I just need to stop keeping up with it. And um, that's when I just realized, like, I'm not about to stress over nothing, you know, that I can't control. We can't control anything in this pandemic as long as we just be safe and wear a mask wherever we go. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> What's uh? Cause okay, you you've you you do YouTube now almost as frequently yeah. as you do the regular podcast. What has that been like for you? I love it. Okay. Because um, I love it because I low key like um writing and editing stuff like short films. So I do short films, but I don't ever upload them. But it's like a practice for me. Okay. So it's just fun. It's real fun because some people have already asked me, like, is it too much? And I'm like, I think when I'm ha- I'm not doing it for views or like I'm doing it literally because I like to do it. Yeah, that's that's weird because, you know, I do short films. So I didn't know you did. I would have I would have added some more stuff to the list. I know we both did short films. But so I'm like, like literally learning. Like okay. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm just dabbling in it. But I've always liked it. Like I will one day want to write something, direct something like I know I got it in me. That's what's up. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing with me. Like, when I when I got into doing video, literally probably, like, two, three weeks afterwards, I was like, I wonder if I could start doing short films. And so I started thinking about it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a completely, like, I'm not a creative who, like, just has one creative lane. Like, I have to f- do a, a bunch of different Multiple stuff. Multiple different things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel fulfilled. But, like, video for me, like, film for me. It's because you it's so so many different ways you can do it, like different angles and like different colors. If you want to use a different color palette, like all that creative stuff with video, I love. Yeah. Yeah. So It's a lot, especially when it's your your thoughts and 
once behind it, it makes it much better. Definitely, definitely. That's what, what it is. What camera are you rocking with? I see you do the multi cam and everything. I'm like, look, Courtney just came Dude. right off the right off the gate. You know Fire. what's funny? I bought like a I bought this camera. I don't I, this is I don't even know about cameras. Like <laughs> I just bought it. Okay. I think it's a uh, isn't. I don't know the name. It's like a cool click something. Okay, okay. It's like a purple camera. Yeah, so every, I know what like I, about. a Nikon or whatever. Mm-hmm. I see. I probably sound so ignorant to the camera um, industry. I don't know anything about that. But that was the camera I bought like a whole year ago. I just, I wasn't even using it. Like yeah. I literally had to be like, bitch, what are you doing? Like. You have a whole camera. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. Like, it's good that you say that because, like, a lot of people think you got to have, like, the latest gear. Like, I, I have a expensive-ass camera, but before I, did, before I bought this one, I had a $300 camera that I just picked up, used off Amazon. And, like, you can really make anything. Like, nowadays, cameras are at such a great level. Even the cheapest ones that you can buy, they look great. So you can create great content with it without needing to spend an mm-hmm. arm and a leg. That is true. I mean, nowadays, people are using their phone. Exactly. These the phones are even like almost equivalent to the real good cameras. I think I don't know. They look like it. <laughs> yeah, to the to the naked eye, they look like it. Like if you put, a, <laughs> put somebody like messing with a film camera, it's like they'll they'll pick it apart. But for the most part, like most of us are are recording content, uploading it to YouTube or wherever online, and they all compress the shit out of it anyway. Like especially Twitter. Twitter compresses everything. I hate the way videos. Oh and shit my god! Through. I cannot believe Twitter could be so disrespectful. Man, it's crazy. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so I have a surprise icebreaker question before we get into the actual topics for you. I, I, so okay. I prepared two because one I didn't know if it'd be too much. So the oh, first well. one is it's not it's not super explicit, but you it, it forces you to be open. So or the, or the second one's kind of a softball. Which one do you want? Let me see what the softball is hitting the for. The softball? Come on, man. You disappointed me, Courtney. I didn't, I didn't know. Better. I don't know what I'm walking in. <laughs> you said explicit. How explicit? Like, hold on. It's not super explicit. It's just, it, may, it, may, it may make you blush a little bit, but it's not super explicit. Go ahead. You sure? I th- yeah, I want to hear both, though. Okay. So the 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 slightly explicit one is, would you rather have your sex tape leak leak on Twitter or your phone gallery leak to your mom? Uh, my phone gallery leaked to my mother. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. See, it's not that bad. See, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that bad. I mean, that's bad, but that's not. See, like me and my mom have the relationship where even if my phone gallery leaked to my mom, just me and my mom talk shit all the time. So it's like, whatever. Uh, just don't even pay no mind. Exactly. Mom would be like, boy, you crazy. And she'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> the softball one was, is that would you, when it's all said and done, would you rather be known for what you're going to do after school, like what you're going to school for, or would you rather be known for podcasting if you had to pick one? That was the softball one. Mm, that's um, complex because podcasting is more of a hobby but what I'm going to school for I mean I think they both could benefit each other mm-hmm. um, as far as like business but that's a hard one <laughs> All right, fair enough. I would say I would say what I'm going to school for for sure okay all right that's fair that's fair all right let's get into the shits right so the original topic we fleshed it out since then but the original thing that i wanted to bring you on about 
because I feel like me and you both are people who like we talk about relationships. We open, we answer them openly, um, and you you give advice, right. and you you aren't shy. You don't shy away from holding your opinions for nothing, right? So five, I, I I wanted us to each bring five questions that we feel that the other the opposite sex isn't always honest about or doesn't keep it a hundred about. And for us to answer it honestly from our perspective. Of course, we can't answer for all men or women, but at least it gives us our perspective. Okay. So uh, you want to go first? I can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you good? I said um, I actually had three here because, like, they're kind of broad. Okay. They're kind of broad. But um, when, you know, two people are dating, mm. why can't, I guess, men be real? They say what they want up front, and then as soon as they're getting that, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's not to that anymore. Like, the energy is always changed, I guess, after sex, I should say. After sex. So, basically, why why does things change after sex? Yeah, like, why can't they just... I think I think for a lot until until men mature to a certain point. Right. It's all about the pursuit. It's all about getting to the point of, of having sex. So men will say, do change themselves, try to portray something that they're not just to get sex. And then once they get it, if they feel like they achieve. So they so the the cracks in their mask start showing. So when you ask, why can't why can't men be real? I think generally is because they aren't real with themselves about what they want. They aren't they aren't up front. So the the reason why the energy changes is because they they're lying about their their desire. Like they'll act like they're trying to pursue you and really they just want your attention. They don't know what to do with it once they have it. That's my honest opinion on it. I can say that I agree. Yeah. I mean, they just is a waste of your time. You I see stuff like that all the time. Like people will say guys will bother you just to waste just to waste your time. Like just to not talk about anything, which does happen often. It's it it's it sucks, right? Because you would think like in the time that we're at now, where people like to say how outspoken that they are, but they don't want to say what they really want, and then it ends up hurting them in the long run too. Because you can. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do they go through that part? Why can't you just be real up? You know, like I, it's so much things like factors express yeah. yourself. You know, stuff like that. So, because I know men, are, the men are going to ask. So let's say, let's say this, and I'm not defending it, but. If a man was to come to you and say, look, I just want to have sex. How would you honestly react to that? Then? That's a, it's so many, it's different. If I actually like him, mm -hmm. um, that's one. And that would, that would be the main thing. If I actually like him and wanted to, but other than that, it's not like a guarantee. No. Yeah. So would you still take the time to get to know them to see if that's even what you want? Or is it like a, Okay, it's not even worth my. If all you want is sex, I'm not gonna waste my time really putting energy into getting to know you. Yeah, see, me personally, I don't like that. Okay. That whole friends ben with benefits thing, I don't. Mm -mm. Yeah. After a while, it all goes downhill. Exactly, <laughs> and I think it does. I don't know anybody's friendship that is still have a friendship that they have benefits with. I don't know one. Yeah, and me either. And I've been that. on this planet 34 years. And I like even if they can make it go for a couple of years or whatever, it eventually always ends up with them not being friends anymore. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I think the question that people need to ask, like and answer, answer honestly, is ask people what their intentions are like. And people men need to be able to everybody should be able to answer. Like, even if you can say, like, look, I don't quite know what I want with you yet. I want to get to know you to see maybe if I can decide that, but like have that conversation about what intention, because if you don't, 
it just leads everybody to be confused. And then when people get their windows busted, they be looking crazy as shit because you were lying. Listen, <laughs> it's some crazy. It's, uh, it's crazy out in the dating world. I mean, the things you see are crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Well, I remember because I was married for freaking 10 years and getting out of that to go back into the, the to the dating mm-hmm. world. It was like, I was looking at this shit like, this is what y'all motherfuckers do. This shit is crazy. It's really crazy. It is. Yeah. I mean, not that I participate. I just, I just know. Mm-hmm. But um. Mm-mm. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let me go with my with my question. <laughs> Why is it that? And I okay. I'm I'm ready. You ready? You ready? <laughs> I just feel like it's something something crazy. It's it's not. It's honestly not. So wh- why? What is it about women that keep them from admitting that they like to be clingy? Is it because clingy is looked at as a negative sometimes by people? Like, because you hear women say, no, I'm not clingy. But then the moment they don't spend a lot of time with you, it's like, there. yeah. I think, yeah, because it feels like, um, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for all men on this, but I just feel like maybe most men feel like some women could be overly clingy, clingy, uh-huh. but not like, I mean, I think women just say that cause they don't want to look soft. Okay. Like, you know, I don't want to look soft or like just for, for, but obviously like if she likes you, want to be around with you, you guys fucking around with each other, then yeah, she's going to want to be around you. Yeah. And it shouldn't be and a thing. And I want to benefit shit. <laughs> That ain't no friends with benefits yet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are you, okay, are are you, I guess this is a difficult question. Literally everybody's different. Um, but do you think, do you think sex changes, changes things? Yes. For, for men and women or just for one or the other? For both. For both. For both. I, I do believe that. Yes. Yeah. It has to, it's, it's, it's a whole exchange. Like, no. Okay. Fair enough. What's your next question? Okay. Um, my next question is, what makes uh, guys so insecure about what women wear? See, that's never been me. I can't. I and that's not a cop out because, like, the way that I look <laughs> that at that is a cop out because. And okay, maybe insecure is a stretch, uh-huh. but it's always a sense of like you know, question, like, what do you, like, it's, it's the, what is this? What do you, it yeah. is that, it is that. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, and I'm not, for a lot of people it is like, but for me, like, I've always been somebody like, I don't, like, I, I've never asked somebody that I was with, like, why are you wearing that out? Like, it's like, do you, like, I hope you, and I've, I tweeted this before and dudes were saying I was crazy. I was like, I hope you turn every fucking head in the building and then come back home to me. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. But I think, I think yeah. it's that possessiveness. If it's not insecurity, it's that possessiveness. Once a dude gets a woman, they look at like the parts of their body that they show. It's like, they're, they're it's mine. What are you out showing my ass for? Why you got my titties all the way out yeah. in your mind? I think that's what it boils down to is that it's this, it's this possessive thing when they forget that, you met them and they were dressing like that. So it's like, right. why do you come in and expect people to to change a bunch of stuff about but I them? Think, I think because monogamous relationship stands on, um, what's that word I'm trying to look for? I feel like it starts with the C. I don't, they're, they're working together. Like, yeah. damn, they'll come to me. <laughs> I think, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, especially like, I think when people are in monogamous relationships, they want their partner to portray as being unattainable. And people think like if you go out and you dress a certain way, 
you look attainable maybe or maybe you're you're bringing a, uh, bringing upon some attention to you that that they don't want you to bring and it's like if you can't trust somebody to when they're not but in your that's face the thing. Then, see i heard a couple of that it's not yeah. about trust it's okay. about respecting the relationship why are you out there looking like this yeah i guess you know, maybe a year or two into the relationship, this has happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. it got it got old. Now it's what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, right. I, I get that. I get that. I guess like for some people, it's like, look, we've been dating so long. Why you got your ass all out? I, <laughs> I, I, I guess I get it. It's just yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's always situational because I'm saying if you're out on vacation having a good time with your friends, your girls, like don't don't bother me. Do not bother me. Yeah. You know, but like I'm not the clubbing type. I mean, I feel like I did that a lot already. But yeah, I'm not. A but barb who doesn't kids, club? What? What? I used to a lot, yeah. but I really don't. Like, I mean, plus I live in Connecticut. There's not really anything popping. I always have to travel. Mm. <laughs> you live in Connecticut? What's that? I do. Like? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um cold as fuck <laughs> very cold yeah i bet i can i can only imagine <laughs> that's funny all right what is it the next question why are women afraid of their man being quote unquote friend i hate the word friendly like what what is what does that even maybe that's the question what is a friendly what does that mean i don't understand this okay Break it this down. is what it means to me okay um a friendly nigga to me is somebody who's possibly like, okay, you ever heard of the saying of like a Facebook nigga, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like somebody who's just trying to entertain everybody else. Okay. I, I, or, or, okay, that's one, that's one way. The second way is in public. If like you're going out your way a little bit, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying you need to be like not friendly, but that extra friendly shit, like holding doors and stuff. We not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if she's about six feet away, she could open it herself. Like, no, <laughs> not like stuff like that. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, is not if it's an old lady at the store that need help. Mm. Of course, why not? But like, you going out your way for that? Like, for instance, when you get into grabbing a shopping cart and someone's a, a woman's behind you. And you feel the need to give it to her first before you get it for us. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Okay. That's a problem. Okay. I can't, you, you, cause you, I mean, you get lively, right? But I can't even imagine you going off on somebody. Like how bad has it, has it gotten? How bad has Courtney V gone off on somebody in public? Oh, wow. <laughs> and you said in what? In public. Let me tell you, <laughs> I have changed in 2021. I am not. I am not. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it's, it's my road rage has gotten me ready to punch somebody in the car, but I mean, I don't think I get too crazy. I mean, the most would be telling somebody to back up. Like I have no problem telling the old woman, can you back up? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, if it could, es it could escalate from there, depending on how she act, you know, <laughs> <laughs> at least you give them a chance be down my back. And I'm just like, you don't see the sticker on like, let's just back up a little bit. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. You say you had three questions, right? So this is your last one. Yes. Okay, yes. So, um, what do you as men expect? from a relationship like when you're courting a woman like what's expected from the relationship 
as a duo, not just from her, from you? What's expected? So you're you're saying you're asking what's expected as a, as a as a couple, or what's just expected from her as a couple? As a couple, I think moving with intention, like as far as like making it a point to make time for each other, making it a point to have conversations about where we're going um reviewing like i think people don't talk enough like we get caught up in the in the in the you know talking about things once they're bad but we don't have to sit back and think you know what i'm really i really like the fact that our relationship has this i think having those conversations is something that's important to me in a relationship because you can easily get bogged down in just what's not being done if you don't make it a point to have conversations about what's going good as well um overall with me like because i, I i'm i'm a super laid back person right so like for me, and what's um your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, okay. So like I, I like I don't like I'm not like I'm fine. The way that I always describe it is I'm fine with us being in the same room but doing different things. That's enough quality time for me. Like I understand that if she needs more, then yeah, we can do more. I'm just saying for me, it's like, hey, if I'm if I'm down in the studio working on a film or whatever, bring your laptop down here. You can have the TV. Watch whatever you want, and that's I'm perfectly fine you know, throwing a joke at you every once in a while or maybe right. maybe, yeah, maybe I'll toss something at you and start talking shit like something like that. Um, That's that's what's important to me. Like all the the super big gestures and stuff, those are nice, but I don't feel like those are like hard requirements in a relationship for me or things that I want. Overall, it's the communication. That's something that I think I went without for I so long. I feel like we both kind of said that the most throughout these questions. Yeah. Like that was the denominator of everything because Definitely. Um, that'd be the main problem in relationships, no matter if it's love or family, that people just don't fucking communicate. That's true. That's true. And then are they wait until it's it's too far gone and then like But you know what? Argument. That's complex too, because it could be so many different things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know how people go through things and they'll shut everyone out mm -hmm. and they'll they'll literally just shut everyone the hell out. I don't know if that I've had a friend like that before. Yeah. Yeah. like go missing for like two three months and then just hey what's going i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> but i don't judge you but like what the fuck like, yeah yeah I think, so that is so many reasons yeah it's it's you you have to sit down sometimes right or, well are you somebody that has to because for me it's not like frequent but there are going to be times where it's like i just need maybe a day maybe it's, it never goes like weeks or anything but a day or two to myself to just kind of to chill and mellow the fuck out like i'm just gonna be honest what about you yeah um like chill and mellow from like social media kind of thing from or everything. from just everything because yeah. it's really technology at this point your phone ringing yeah. like people um yeah I would do that often. I'll put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't like to be bothered like that either. So I'll just, I don't know. Sometimes I get in my moods like that. I don't know. I, I told you I got a few personality. So sometimes I just, I, I can be very social. And but sometimes I'm just like, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Gotta go. I, and I sometimes <laughs> I just don't have the energy to be, so, like there was a day, it was not too long ago. I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. I didn't have my kids. And it was a Friday and I was off and I didn't go nowhere. I didn't do I literally sat in my basement with like music in the background. I think I was playing something on the record player and read a book for like six hours. Like I was reading for like and I didn't realize oh, I was wow. just chilling. And so you like didn't I can't fall asleep. No, I was I was literally just chilling for six hours between listening to music and reading books. That's all I did for like six hours. And then my mom called me and my mom. I have my mom because she's older, too. And she has some health issues. So, like, she's the only person, even if I do put my phone on Do Not Disturb, it'll always ring when it's her. 
And she called me. She's like, boy, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, what time is it? Do you know what time it is? I'm like, shit. I didn't I didn't realize that much time went by. So that's because you was just doing your own thing, yeah. literally. So all right, my last question then to you. Why why do women not like to admit admit that for some that they oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that they want sex just as much as men do? Is it like a pursuing thing? Like you guys like feeling pursued? You like feeling like, like what is it? Cause I, I, I mean, we, I mean, I feel like some women love the catch too, you know, like the, it can't just be like A to Z like that. Like, no, like, you know, at least make me feel like, you know, you are interested. You do want me sexually, obviously, but women I mean, the woman that I know and me, I feel like it would be definitely communicated if I wanted some sex. I'm not going to be around the bush about it like, oh, um, <laughs> no, you going to know. <laughs> I don't care what that looks like. I've never been like that. Like, I'm, I've always been free spirit. I don't care to look like, oh, let me not. Um, cool. I don't want to. No, I will double text. I will. <laughs> but I'm only doing that if I feel like the energy is the same. Like, I'm not going to go out my way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I have no problem doing that. Have you mm -hmm. ever been the, the woman to, I don't want to say pursue, because that's not. Have you ever been the woman to make your desires known? I don't even mean like just sexually. Like, let's say you meet a dude and you feeling him. Do you wait for him to shoot a shot or will you be the one to be like, look, here's my number. Fucking call me. Like, what would you do? Uh, I've never shot my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> uh, Courtney doesn't shoot shots. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I mean, that meme that was going around that was like, um, Woman shoot they shot by looking at you. That's low key me. Like, yeah, yeah. Tele I would do that. Telepath. But I wouldn't be like, oh fuck him. I would just be like, all right, like whatever. But yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never shot my. Fair enough. Fair shoot enough. a shot. Shot <laughs> shoot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for that part of it. Let's get into the next part. So you mentioned something on your podcast, right? And this came directly from you, and I wanted to have this conversation with you about protecting your peace um and so i kind of took that out of me and spun it out to mental and physical peace so a the first question is as a woman do you feel protected in 2020 by men specifically like i i understand a lot of women protect themselves and they they'll be quicker to pull out a gun than some niggas but like do you do you feel that generally men protect women the way that they should in 2021 um not really um, this, so I will feel protected because, you know, I have my father, mm -hmm. I got, you know, uncles, if need be, I got aunts near, like, you know what I mean? Like family. But I mean, I've, I mentioned this before, like with traveling, like low key, I would want to travel by myself somewhere mm -hmm. just to see it, like just to do it. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's not, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't feel safe doing that. Absolutely not. Not okay. in 2021. Probably not even five years ago either, but I wouldn't do it. Makes sense. I think that men, there are men that are really are protecting theirs, whether it's their kids, their family, like just in general. But I don't want to say that not all men do. 
That's fair. I don't want to say that. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, do you? What do you think men need to realize for like? Because in my last episode, I had Stephanie on right uh, from Mocha Minutes, and she mentioned how men's relationships with women become very transactional. Whereas, like, I'm I'm going to protect you if. I have interest in you or if I feel like I can get something. Right. Out of it, there's right? always a factor yeah. into it. It's never it's never coming out genuinely. And that's the problem nowadays. Nobody has genuine intentions. It's always a eye for an eye type of thing, yeah. which it should be, but like it's not communicated. It's looked at like, no, this person really is there for you or they care for you and then turn around and do something like, you know, okay, oh, but you have to do this. Yeah. And start treating you like it's that control thing, mm-hmm. kind of. I feel it. But it is an if factor. Men are not, I don't feel like a man would just do it just to do it. It has to be an if factor. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong. No, I mean, I think generally you're you're 100% right. Like, it, it's because, like, I, I remember seeing this video, and it was this this overweight woman and she was basically being assaulted by these dudes. And like there were other dudes just standing on the corner not doing anything. And it's like because nobody none of those men had a sexual interest in it. It was just like, oh yeah, she can get her ass beat. But let it be somebody else that they are like attracted yeah. to or they think they can get attention from, then it completely changes. Like it's just it's a weird it's time. It's messed really. up. Yeah, it's, it's really fucked it's up. It's really messed up because people like that would just record some shit happen like that. Like, I saw a video that was going around that I guess some type of, you know, well, I don't know if you do know, New York is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you on the trains or whatever, and the there was like a midget or something grabbing a lady's boot off her leg, but like continuously doing it, and everybody's just recording and not helping her. And she's wow. legit, like, I don't know if it was a scene, because, you know, nowadays people do everything for likes and stuff to go viral, but it looked like she was really like, stop, like, please stop, please stop. And nobody helped her. Nobody pulled him off. Nobody stopped. Nothing. So That's crazy, man. I do believe that. And even if you do look fine, even if you are attractive, even if it's the opposite way, it's still not safe because then you got these, like, pedophiles and people, you know, the sickos. Like, it's just, you can't win. You can't win. Being a woman is higher in general. <laughs> I I I have daughters. I have six sisters. Like I couldn't I couldn't imagine because like when you see the way that men interact with women and they really think that it's okay and it's like I I couldn't imagine being a woman in in, in this day yeah like, like chivalry is I think all but that all goes back to how people were raised and what they saw too you know like you just don't have no respect like I don't understand that so, like certain men don't have that respect yeah for sure. So, so I guess you kind of answered my next question. My next question was going to be, like, do women even still look toward men for protection? And I guess, like, going off the way that you answered it, you have – you look at it more towards familiar, like, with your family, with your dad and your uncles and stuff like that. Right, but, like, right. you wouldn't expect it from – I'm single, too, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I had a man or whatever, it, you would have to know how to fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad look. You can't be with somebody who don't know how to fight. You can. That would be. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be very like. Would you leave them? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so uh, somebody else who's like really popping in social media right now. Uh, and this I fucking see videos from him all the time. Kevin Samuels. What do you make of of Kevin Samuels and how he talks to women and brings women? Is to that the okay? So I'm bad with names, but is that the kind of older guy who talks about the women who? Oh, if you have, yeah. you know, the kid. Okay, I do, I do. 
Here's my thing. Okay. okay. Here's my theory. Cause this is some coming from someone who I don't have any kids and um, I'm 26. Right. Mm-hmm. So I look at it like um, it is his, his, his preference, you know, whatever he want to say, I think his delivery is what people feed off the most. Mm. But what he's saying, despite take the emotions out, one of the videos I've heard, he had a valid point. Okay. But he is very much, you know, a bigot with it. Like he gets women, you know, riled up in some of the things he say. I think he does that on purpose. Uh, and that, that's fair because there are some valid things that he says. Yeah, but it's like, like he, I can't disagree. But the way it's yeah. just like. Yeah, it's like he 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 presents it and wraps it up in such like bullshit <laughs> that it's like all right, it 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 deflects from like sometimes what he's trying to because like he had one with with Tommy from uh, Love and Hip Hop and it started off bad and then they actually had a pretty good conversation in which he was talking about like he he also talked about men and men not having intention and you know her value of herself and stuff and they got really deep with it but he started it off coming off the, like coming for her neck and it's like okay. It's that it, I feel like he does part of it because he knows that's going to be the clip that he can put on social media and that people are going to blow up with it. And I then, think that's kind of what yeah. what it is. And people feed off of it. I mean, that's just true. like the Gorilla Glue girl. But that's a whole nother story. But oh my um, I think I think that what he says, it, it could be better. It could be better stated. Like it's mm-hmm. very insensitive, insensitive how he says it. So it's always like nobody cares what you're saying now because now you you coming at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. People don't like that. Yeah. He's an interesting. But do men feel that way? I mean, I heard one that he said that men don't want to like as as like a woman with kids is de-appreciated less versus some like I'm just asking because that's what I've heard him say. And that's when I seen the video of what a lot of the women like, what is he, you know, thinking about? For me, no. I keep on. I've had kids since I was nineteen. My oldest was born when I was nineteen. So like, I've literally my whole adult life has been me being a father. So for me, no, because I can't look down on somebody for having kids. But I won't act like I don't know. Like I have some friends that are single and they don't have kids, and they absolutely would not date a single mother. Like they just they won't do it. Uh, because they look at it mm. as like potential drama or if she don't have her shit together. Some people also feel like it's a threatened thing if she has kids that are not by you. And then what if the kids come before you? So it's absolutely true to some degrees that some people do look at it that way. Yeah, I could understand. I could understand that. I mean, that's why it's it's very um it depends on all the on these crazy it's a lot factors. Of factors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard to give like a like a, a one answer fits all for the, something like that because it can go so many different places just depending on where that other person is in their life. So exactly. Yeah. Which I but to the flip side of that, I know some men and women who have kids but then say they won't date somebody with kids, and it's just like that's the conf- most confusing. That the I hear that a lot yeah. as well, and I'm just like, um, save a baby father or two, <laughs> like. <laughs> let me stop but i mean yeah i see that all the time i'm just like you know i don't i don't get that neither is it because he doesn't have like what i don't know the take on it so i'm just like but i don't really hear men saying that i feel like men really don't show preference and and what they want like in a woman like that like women do okay yeah that's fair men don't I, cuz men try to change their preference according to whoever they want to pursue at that time that's, that's uh, why yeah, yeah that makes yeah. 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 All right. Anything left on this one before we move into this crazy ass movie we're gonna talk about next? 
Oh, yeah. Wait, you know, I got to actually ask you a question. Okay. Do men in 2021 want monogamy or the new polygamy? Polygamy? Yeah, polygamy. I I think polygamy has become this thing that people claim that they want because they think they what they think polygamy is isn't really what it is because they look at it as like oh i can do whatever the hell i want to do like or <laughs> right. yeah and right. it's not really that like polygamy true polygamy basically means that you have it's, it depends on if it's open or closed triad but like that you are giving equally to two other people the, most of these motherfuckers can't give to one person and they think that they can talk give, about it they, let me tell you exactly, even physically let alone yeah. everything goddamn else just yeah, cancel exactly. abort mission yeah y'all gotta y'all gotta <laughs> stop with this polygamy and using open relationships as an excuse just to feel like you're not cheating like that's that's what people do that's ridiculous <laughs> like <laughs> not the not cheating oh my god <laughs> i'm not cheating because technically we're open Who's open? Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right. Crazy ass movie. Malcolm and Marie. This movie is beautifully shot, right? Starting John David Washington and Zendaya, who's one of the best actresses right now that people don't give her enough credit for how good of an actress she is. Um, she did such an amazing job with that movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, this movie, we talked a little bit about it on my other podcast, The Breaks Radio. And my, one of my co-hosts there, Baylor, says said that this is no this is a normal relationship that's part of the problem to me because if this is a normal relationship in 2020 i'm glad that, that i ain't got to deal with that shit like that's all i can say but overall what do you think about the movie go ahead give me your thoughts yeah, oh right it, so the movie was really great because i don't feel like it's the normal relationship but i do feel like it is many to most mm -hmm. of relationships that long-term relationships I'm saying okay. like someone that's been together for three years, four years, five years, like 10 years, even like, you know, that you're going to go through these stages where like you, you could tell they had a, a history, you know, she was on a drug. I, I don't want to spoil the movie for those who didn't see it, but, uh, yeah, you good. I'll put a spoiler <laughs> warning on her. You good. Um, but it was, you know, she she was an addict and things like that, and he helped her through that. But my question was like, why is he dealing with so many women that were addicts? What is his his problem? Because mm. you know, when he started mentioning all the women, yeah. he she he was saying she was an addict, she was an addict. So why the fuck are you dating? You know, these addicts. You know what's wrong with them? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you? And see, and that's what I, I put on here. Like, but all she wanted was her damn thing. Like, just oh, thank, thank you, me, yeah. nigga. Just yeah. thank me. Yeah, and all and. <laughs> The thing oh with him God. is when you when you point out because that's something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the fact that he mentioned that he he messed with multiple people who were addicts and the reason why I think I this is my personal opinion on that and this goes back to the narcissism thing is narcissists like to feel worshipped right and so because of that I think that he dated addicts specifically because then he can be looked at as their Still savior needed. and then yeah he he feel and she talked about it like he he's needy right and so because of that like he he. They they kind of lift him up and feel like because there's he's saving them from the act of the life of being an addict, he then feels worshipped and that leads him to be able to do crazy shit like what he was doing. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I think I think they both made valid points though while they were arguing, although you know, the delivery could have been very toxic. I mean, the way he came at her when she was in the tub. 
I wanted to smack the shit out of him. Like, he pissed me off. I mean, he broke her down. And I feel like that was the problem there because he already seen her down. Mm -hmm. He knows how to get her there because I already helped you on your way up. Like, he was really fucked up. I think she just felt like I wanted to be appreciated. I didn't felt looked or seen that tonight. Like, nigga, your story is based on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? why didn't I get anything? Yeah. Didn't get the part that she originally thought she was going to get. Like, it just it kept spiraling. So, uh, yeah, but, so we, a long ass argument. And listen, and then it's like out of the I think the movie was like an hour and 50 minutes, like out of that hour and 50 minutes, maybe 15 minutes of that were them getting along. And the thing is, it kept they kept arguing. Then they would get lovey dovey, be close to having sex. Then one of them would say something. It'll start yeah. off. It was one of the most emotionally exhausting movies I have ever seen in my life. Not the emotionally exhausting. It, it was. was though, because it you know what? I think I think the plot of the movie wasn't really thought out. I feel like the the actors and obviously the actress made it what it was because imagine if it wasn't them two and how they played their role and their character, mm -hmm. I don't think the movie would have hit the same. Yeah, for sure. Because it wasn't really no real plot. I mean, we know this was a of a typical relationship. We know they were long obviously in a relationship we knew it but it wasn't no half i guess it wasn't no happy ending or no ending at all yeah like it was just uh, ongoing there was a like when they the way that they ended with her standing on that cliff and him walking up to up to her i thought for a second there it was going to end with him by the time he made it to her she jumped off the cliff oh you thought she was suicide yeah yeah, like, yeah i kind of i did i wanted to have that thought but i'm like no zendaya like i didn't want that to happen but i'm just like i'm waiting like what's next because to me i'm thinking that's gonna they're gonna keep the argument going on tomorrow yeah that's how it ended to me yeah because it, it wasn't resolved at all they just they both got exhausted and they just stopped like and that's a whole bad, lot of like, yeah and that is a lot too oh my god and so that gets to the next point like getting like uh, people getting complacent in toxic relationships like i think a lot of people, they get so caught up in just feeling or being happy that they have somebody to call that their own, that they get comfortable and shit. Like, these two people in this movie are completely just okay with being in this in a relationship where he's a narcissist, he holds shit over her head, she's holding resentment, and it breeds a toxic environment. And so, like, what do you think about and how, how frequent is that in real life where people kind of get just stuck in these toxic relationships because to them it's theirs, they understand it, and they, they just stay in it? I think, um, I think that happens a lot. So, I mean, even my parents, I've seen it. You know, they together, like, together so long and just to leave it like that yeah it's just i don't know i really can't say though okay that's for maybe that's have you ever been in a toxic relationship like a like a bad like this one where it's like oh yeah okay i don't like to i don't want i don't you don't have to get into I details have done yeah. i know that i have done some things that you would probably be like <laughs> what but i think a lot of people i don't want to say toxic all the time but mm. people a lot of times stay too because it's just comfortable yeah. and i feel like when there's comfortability in anything there's no growth like you just don't grow and then or if one is growing more than the other then you ever hear like you know couples where they get mad that they're doing something that's a different route different way mm -hmm. and you just you know a, a new job or something and then your your partner don't want to 
really accept the fact that you may have to go to a different location or move. Like they don't uplift you in that way. Yeah. That would piss me the fuck off. But toxic is feel like I feel like arguing that mental abuse, that putting yeah. down or even violently, like slashing up tires should not be like you should not be going to the tire shop like every two weeks because your girlfriend is doing this and this. Like that's just too much. For sure. And that's then it's, I'm glad that you mentioned like uh, abuse because one scene in this movie, and it was one of the earlier on when he was eating the mac and cheese, like she says that you're abusing me. And he looked like, what do you mean I'm abusing you? And she's like, well, verbal abuse. And he kind of shies it away like verbal, shut the fuck, like verbal abuse, yeah. what's that? And it's like, no, verbal abuse is real. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't want to admit because we're, they, they think it's just words. Words hurt. That shit sticks with people. Words hurt. You never forget anybody how anybody made you feel. Yeah. Fuck what they did is how they made you feel. You're going to remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, words really do matter. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's my toxic trait. I will I will fuck it up with some words. <laughs> I will fuck it up with some words. I know, if I know you like I have, I, I'm going to go there. And, I'm gonna go there. and that's the one thing in this relationship that they, I mean, in this movie that was pointed out is that when you're in a relationship, especially one that's long term, you know how to what words or what things to say that are going to get under that person's skin like nobody else. Exactly. And the that, tone and, and everything. Yeah. Everything. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and that, and that's what it's like. It's like, damn, like and, and we all do it to a degree. Maybe it's not as bad as what was displayed in this movie in this movie. But we all know, like the times where like our partners getting on our nerves and we. We, we say something to get them to shut up. Like, that's you using what you know about them and their triggers to, to kind of to get under their skin. So No, you got a valid point. You got a valid point about that one. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, but, like, overall, though, you I know you enjoy the movie. Do you think, do you, because it's, get, it's getting a lot of, people say that it's a beautiful movie, which it is. It's black and white. The cinematography is great in it, especially, you know, it's me, somebody who who does directing. But, like, it's getting a lot of hate for the fact that people are just like, I didn't want to see two people argue for, for two hours. Like, I think that people are missing some of it. If they think that all this was about was just the arguing, what do you think? So, yeah, I, I agree. I've saw kind of commentations like that about the movie. Um, and I think it's just not unrealistic. Like this movie was very realistic. This movie could be you and yours. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was very relatable, although yes, it was arguing going on for that long, but I think it did display a message for some, or yeah. it made people reflect. Mm. And some people yeah. don't want to fucking reflect when they watch a movie. They want a movie because it's entertaining, yeah. you know, and that's what a lot of the movies are on Netflix. You come across something like this, you it hits you sideways. But I think it was a message in that movie. I really do. I mean, I mean, if you didn't take it away, I feel like you should watch it again. And the thing is, is that this was so realistic that I think like like you said people want to watch movies and sometimes they want to feel like they're escaping right they're escaping real life and, and watch something enjoyment this is right. so real that i think that's why it's getting some of the backlash it is because it, it does it makes you reflect on damn i've done some of this shit exactly damn. it made me reflect it made me like well damn that i i was so mad when he talked to her like that but i'm like reflecting on times that i may have talked like like you know what i mean yeah, i think sure. it was just reflective for sure, for sure. That's all I got for you today, man. You got anything for me? Any anything on your mind, your heart after where this conversation went? You mute again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm always mute. But I was gonna say, um, no, I I enjoyed the conversation. This was good. 
I hope um, I'm going to have to have you on the Barbie Way podcast. We're going to have to collab again. Anytime. You already told I told you this like a year ago. Anytime. If you need me for anything, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm always busy now. Just my, my busyness is a lot with school and work and then editing and it's a lot. But it's fun. Editing video is a whole... I'll edit 10 pod, audio podcasts before I want to edit one video. Like, that shit could be... And you do multicam. I used to do multicam. I stopped just because it's, it's a lot easier now, but it's like, I just don't want to deal with it. I, yeah, I've done two, two cams. Yeah. yeah. But for the moment, it's fun, so I got no complaints. Yeah. Keep doing you. Tell the people where they can find you. Yes, so you can find me. I'm mainly on Instagram. I don't be seeing you up there often. I don't do Instagram. See, I'm mainly on Twitter. I need to start getting on Instagram more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm on I'm on Instagram at the with two e's um, Barbie Way, and uh, that's all together. And that's the same on Twitter too. But my um, tag handles are all in my bio okay. for instagram so yeah and i'll put a link uh i'll put you i'll put your link tree in the description of the podcast so anybody who's listening you can get all of her links right from the description if you want to go and check her out if you don't already listen to her uh thank you for taking time out courtney i appreciate you i appreciate this <laughs> thank you for having me You're welcome and so you guys know where you can follow me you can follow me at ceo hayes at ceo h-a-i-z-e on every social media platform that i want you to follow me personally at you can follow the podcast at awaken soul pod or at the awaken soul pod and you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns the awaken soul pod at gmail.com we are the number one podcast for the culture and this week we're out peace This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.